Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 74 with leadership consultant and author Chris Malpors. The essence of leadership is having a followership, people who want your leadership and have a deep respect for you as a source of guidance in their lives. In Chris's book, The Easy to Follow Leader, he unpacks many concepts that create this sense of followership in others who are under a leader's guidance. One of the key concepts that Chris shares is leadership that is based on critical core values. In this short snippet, Chris shares some insights on finding your core values and how to communicate them to the people on your team in order to create direction for the organization and accountability for all team members. Chris also shares how to be easy to follow by being more approachable and creating psychological safety within your organization. I know you'll get great value from this flashback episode, and I ask that you take a moment to share this with others today. You can also consider supporting one of our sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. If you like wine, you've got to try out Good Weather Wines, founded by legendary Cutco Vector alum Mark Lovis. You can get a monthly shipment of three, six, or 12 bottles, hand-selected for you based on your preferences. I'm a subscriber, and I recommend it highly. If you enter the code CLSK when you sign up, you'll get free shipping on your order. Okay, on to today's flashback with Chris Malpors. Our original conversation was a start-to-finish masterclass on effective leadership. I highly recommend that you revisit our full conversation at episode number 74. But you talk a lot about leaders getting really clear on their values and how those values impact their day-to-day interactions. Can you unpack that for us a little bit? Yeah. The simplest part of that is our values are a way to understand our, our be, the behaviors that we show. And I think one of the hardest parts of a, a leader expressing their values is you almost paint yourself into a corner. So if a leader really has a value of courage, for instance, they may not always want to share that with people because there are times when they may hold back or they may not be courageous. And to me, a value isn't about this is how you are all the time. I look at that values are like a compass on a ship, for instance. And if you're on a ship, you have all kinds of instruments sort of telling you where to go. And a ship is technically never directly on course. It sort of veers left, it veers right, but all these instruments make you write your course. And these values are they're like your compass. And when you check in on them, they're really for when you catch yourself straying or for when you need to come back to courage. So having courage as a value doesn't mean you're always courageous. It means you're always paying attention to those moments where 
you are showing courage and also those moments where you need to show more courage. And so having those values is a way to hold yourself accountable. Sharing those values is a way to extra hold yourself accountable because you know people are watching. And so it's okay to say, you know, hey, I really value honesty and being able to hold yourself accountable that if you say something that ends up you thought was true at the time ends up being proven wrong or or it could have been information that changed over time. It's okay to let people know, look, honesty is really important to me and I was incorrect about that. And it helps that dialogue really be more uh, more pure. And, um, you know, it, it, it's the, I think the biggest way that leaders are held accountable. How can you recommend that somebody does the work to determine their key values? What are the steps to follow? So this is a deeply personal journey. And it's one of the tenets of the work that I do with leaders is that leadership is not one size fits all. And by that same token, I don't believe there's a such thing as a leadership expert, myself included. I think being able to coach and support leaders to find what's important to them and be able to bring that out. So often as leaders, we figure, oh, this worked for me, so it'll work for you too. And we have to be cautious because that is true a lot of the time. But once in a while, I'll get what I refer to as uh, bad good advice or inappropriate good advice. Like when I was told, hey, Chris, you're too nice, you need to be tougher. Well, that advice works for some people. And it's really good advice for those people. It just, it didn't jive for me. And so it's almost asking yourself the question, blank is important to me and fill in the blank. And you ask that Mm. question a few times. And sometimes you keep having, when you find a word or you find that thing, you also got to ask the why. Um, I really liked uh, listening again to the the John Berghoff episode referencing Mark Lovis, who said, um, be really clear on the why and the how will happen. The how will reveal itself. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The how will, will reveal itself. When you're very clear on that why, you're actually going to be emotionally moved. And that's a construct of motivation. And when you find that value or that thing that really is a a piece of you, you know that you can keep it with you forever. And it may change over time. That's fine. But at least for the here and now, it can drive you. Yeah. Is there like in teaching people come up with your list of values, is, is there like a magic number that is key to sort of guide your day-to-day activities? Is it five key values? Is it 10 key values? Is it less, more? I wouldn't say that there is a magic number. I think an individual has their number. No matter who, especially for an organization, I think an organization can't do any more than five. If they've got like the six or the eight or us in some list as long as 14, I just think that you're, you're giving people too much to pay attention to and they just won't pay attention to anything. A lot of the, the neuroscience backs up and neuroscience of learning anyway backs up that if you give people just the three to five things that are really important, like that's what can be really sticky for, for them and be important to them. And everything that you do can really branch off of that. So if you are really clear about your value of courage, for instance, you're going to be better at things like emotional intelligence or change management or some of those other things that managers spend a lot of time training themselves for. Reality is, is that you, you unleash your own natural abilities and your own natural talents so much more clearly when you have a value and you're, uh, you're working towards like a compass, you're working towards that true north. Yeah, outstanding. And, and how would you suggest that a leader communicates his or her values to the people around them? 
Sure, it's uh, a lot simpler than people think. This act itself does take some some courage. It takes a little bit of grit because a leader is really being vulnerable and putting themselves out there. I think the first thing they can they can let their circle of influence know is just what the value is. But the second part is just as important. It's letting those people know, hey, if I ever stray from this, I want you to let me know. If you spot me not being courageous or mm. if you spot me out of integrity, I really want you to tell me because I want to do my best to, to get back online. And that creates such a level of intimacy and vulnerability when you talk about relationship building that transcends you know, leader to direct report relationship. You're talking just the act of being human at this point. And so that second step is, is really critical. And I think you can even go that third step to say, you know, this is also what I want to expect, say courage, for instance, I'd like us as a team to be courageous. So if we're not courageous as a team or as individuals on a team, here's what we'll do. And you can be very clear up front with people that if I feel that you're out of integrity, or if I feel that you're not being your your most courageous self, well, that's important to me that you are. So I'm going to let you know how I want to help you get through that. And that way, when that instance arises, people are a bit prepared for it. And it, uh, they're not blindsided by that extra level of coaching or support. Hmm. I love what you shared about a leader telling people very clearly, hey, these are the things that are important to me as a leader. These are you know, my core values. And then saying, you know, if I ever stray from anything here, please let me know. Inviting feedback from others is a critical element of being able to establish approachability, of building relationships, and of being able to grow an organization, right, in the mold that you want it to grow. I think it really requires that that uh, banter or feedback that goes on back and forth whenever we are getting off track in certain areas of our of our life. Yeah, I'll just add to that really quickly is the back end of that is how the leader responds to it when somebody calls them out. I've seen so many leaders have this so-called open door policy. And then in that same breath, they'll say, I have an open door policy and things are great. Nobody ever comes in. I have to pause a moment and let them really you know, let that sink in. And there's a reason why nobody's using their open door policy. It's because they weren't met with that same level of authenticity or they weren't met with that same level of reception when somebody comes in with a problem or an issue or even yet. Uh, to, to call out the leader for misstepping around some of their values. And so when leaders get abrasive or they get defensive or they do anything but say thank you, when somebody uses that open door policy, you know, they're really undoing a lot of that work. I would love to unlock some small piece of uh, approachability I've found extremely helpful over the years. And this is, um, I think, every great leader that I've met has had to learn this lesson at, at some point. And this, idea of great leaders are growing so much and they're they're becoming these great communicators and they uh, they absorb so much great information sometimes they hit a point where they're leading too far out in front of their people and they they almost create this gap as oh I can't approach Dan like he's so amazing he he won't even understand my problem mm. and when leaders great leaders I see them hit sort of that little wall where they have to sort of step back and I almost think of a parent where, you know, dad may be, you know, making tons of money, but he's never home. He's away all the time. And, you know, the kid doesn't care about food on the table necessarily. They just want dad to be home. They just want the, they just want the playtime. And so sometimes leaders are leading so far out in front, they're just not relatable. 
they hit that mm-hmm. point. And so when they, they can step back and be like, I can still learn and grow, but I, I can't be so far out in front of my people. They may not be doing all the growing that I'm doing yet. So let me make sure I've got my arms around them still while I'm growing. And I think uh, that, that that's a big breakthrough I've seen a lot of leaders uh, make when it comes to that approachability and authenticity. Boy, that's a great insight for the super achievers who are listening to this is, you know, are you sometimes leading so far out in front that you're no longer relatable to the people you're working with? Feedback I've been given by people, you know, above me uh, throughout my years as I was growing as a leader was that I needed to learn to be more approachable and I needed to learn to be more warm was something I've, I've often been offered as a leader. And what flipped the switch for me was something as simple as reading the book, The Four Agreements, mm. where, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about, uh, don't take things personally. And I just, for whatever reason, that simple concept, like got into my head, made me realize like, wow, when somebody tells me something that I can improve or that I did poorly or whatever it is, any type of feedback I get, that's a gift I'm getting of awareness. I would not have known that. Even when you disagree with the feedback, thank you for sharing that, keeps the communication lines open so that that same person can come in next week and might offer you an insight that literally changes your life. That level of authenticity that we all have, and I think I've always seen really strong in Vector and Vector alumni, to me is just central to how we build relationships. And I got so much of that from my time with the company is learning how people from being very, very different leaders could have such a strong influence on it. And I think there are leaders who have influenced people that they have no idea they influenced them. Like I could list off names of people who influenced me who have no idea who I am before today. And, and they, uh, they have no idea the impact they had on my life just from seeing them at one annual conference with the managers. We used to call it the SLC event. I didn't know if it was still called that. But seeing so much of that authentic leader that I see in that company has really left an imprint on me 20 years later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. If you click on the deals link on our podcast page, you'll see some tremendous offers from our podcast sponsors. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.